Welcome back to Parlay Paw with Liv and Kai. I am Liv. And that little beauty right there is Kyla. Today we're going to talk some NFL Week 14. We're going to recap our bets from last week. And I'm going to talk about the team that I promised at the very beginning of this podcast that I will never talk about. But this is a time when I feel like I might actually have to talk about them. So here we go. Parlay Paw, episode six. Action. All right. Sunday one o'clock games. This is a really, really big week in the AFC North because you've got the Browns playing the Bengals and then the Steelers team who shall not be named, Steelers playing the Ravens. Um, The Ravens and the Bengals are 8-4 and right now, and the Steelers and the Browns are both 5-7. and So wins across the board in various scenarios here can result in very big changes throughout the AFC North. It could it could bring us to a a cut and dry first place uh in either the Ravens or the Bengals. It can potentially keep the Browns and or the Steelers in the hunt. Um the Browns and the Steelers in order to have any kind of playoff hopes they have to win out the rest of the uh season so theoretically they both could make the playoffs um the likelihood of that happening is extremely slim but of course it all starts this week so we're gonna start with the browns at the Bengals. the Bengals are six and a half point favorites and I mean, we talked about it earlier. The Bengals, they're for real. They're for real. They upset the Chiefs. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They beat the Chiefs, which I thought the Chiefs had that all the way. I thought that was going to be a classic revenge game for Kansas City, and it was not. And the Bengals came out, and they crushed it. But then we think back to Halloween, when the Bengals and the Browns played and somehow the Browns won. So we're like, okay, how can the Bengals beat the Chiefs? But then four weeks ago, five weeks, four weeks ago, they lose to the Browns. Honestly, I think that was just a Halloween trick, a Halloween fluke. Um, The Bengals have won every game since then, since they've lost to the Browns. Joe Burrow had just under 300 passing yards in that game against the Chiefs. Jamar Chase came back. So having him back, I mean, the or sorry, the Bengals were already playing really well. And then having him back as an added weapon just lit up their offense. He had a game-high 97 receiving yards. He has a third most... Uh, the Bengals have the third most passing touchdowns and the third most receiving yards. Um, their offense is clicking. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. And then you've got an offense in the Browns who 
are still trying to find their identity with Deshaun Watson. He came back last week, um, had a decent game against the Texans. So you can't really, you can't really count a game against the Texans as a good showing of a quarterback that hasn't played in any kind of football game in over a year. And then you come back and you play against the Texans. The real test for him is going to be this week. And even last week, he completed 12 passes. That's it. Nick Chubb was basically their entire offense. He carried the ball like a gazillion times. So that being said, if we're strictly looking at the offenses of both of these teams, I think offensively the Bengals are going to run all over the Browns, to be completely honest. I mean, they have, I think since that loss against the Browns, they have really come together as an offense and have proven why they made it to the Super Bowl and proven they've proven their worth. Um, and so I think this is going to be a Bengals pretty easy win. Um, again, six and a half is the spread and yeah, yeah, I'm going to go, I think because it's a, it's a big in division rivalry game, it's always so much tougher to talk about the spreads in these games because it's just, there's something, there's a different kind of energy when you play against your rivals. Um, but I, I do think that that the Bengals will win by at least six and a half. I don't believe the Browns will cover. The over-under in this game is 47 and a half. And, you know, I'm kind of leaning under. Yeah, I'm leaning under. I don't think the Browns will put together too many points. I'm thinking they might cap out at like 14, maybe. Um, And the Browns, I'm thinking... 27-ish, 31-ish, um, but I don't think it's going to hit that 47.5 threshold. So I am going Bengals 6.5 and, and under the 47.5 spread, or under the 47.5 over under. Um, going into the Steelers, people who know me know that this is a very tough uh, team for me to talk about because I am such a big Steelers fan and I don't like um I don't like admitting when they're decent at really any aspect of the game because every time I say it out loud I feel like the football gods are just gonna be like oh she said it out loud so now we gotta make them bad um so we'll see if the football gods are listening to me right now But um, the Steelers' defense is honestly not bad. It's just the offense 
that hasn't been helping the defense. I think the Steelers have the potential to be a lot better this season, but of course, new quarterback, Kenny Pickett is, he's working it, you know, he's, um, he's starting to find his feet a little bit, but he has never played the Ravens. And I feel like this would be a great time um, for Pickett to just like hit up Big Ben and be like, yo, can you like tell me a little bit about this rivalry? Because we're already week 14 and the Steelers and the Ravens haven't played yet this season, which is really bizarre because yeah, they play each other twice in the last four weeks of the season. So it's definitely different and it's a little concerning that it's this late um, on the Steelers' side. They are a top 10 rush defense, which is big when you're going against the Ravens, who's basically their entire offense is a rush offense. With the caveat this week, though, because Lamar Jackson is not playing. Um, and... 95% of the Ravens rushing offense is Lamar. Um, he's the reason why they're a top three rush team in the league, but he's out with a knee injury. Tyler Huntley is replacing him. Um, he backed him up a little bit in their last game. Um, he has yet to throw a touchdown. He has two games under his belt. He's got good completion rate, though. 27 of 32 completed passes, but has yet to throw a touchdown. So I really am thinking that the Ravens might try and go through the air a little bit more this game because the Steelers do have a very good rush defense and they don't have Lamar. They don't have their main, their main running back, if you will, um, I, I would think that they would change it up a little bit this week and try and go through the air. Um, also because the Steelers have given up the most passing touchdowns in the league. So Tyler Huntley, this is a great time for you to throw your first and maybe your fifth passing touchdown of the season, because if you throw Anywhere in the red zone, you're probably going to get a touchdown because the Steelers can't defend that at all. Um, one thing that I saw that really bothered me. I mean, anybody who watches Mike Tomlin's press conferences or really any interaction he has with the media, he's always got his his Tomlinisms in there. Um, and this week he said, it takes two to tango. They're a great dance partner. If I was looking my arch nemesis in the face, I would not be like, oh my gosh, you make such a great dance partner. Like what? No, no. Like this would be a great boxing match if you're gonna use an analogy you want to beat the living daylight out of, not literally. I mean, you want to win. You want to win. You don't want to freaking tango down the field. 
like, I don't know, that was a very soft, um, a very soft Tomlinism for going into, like, their biggest game of the season. So, I didn't like that. I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> um, the spread for this game, the Steelers are favored by two and a half. The over-under is 36 and a half. I will not be making a prediction. I will stay true to that that promise I made in the very first podcast that I will not bet on the Steelers. So, for that reason, we are going to do Kyla's pick a little bit early. And she's going to decide. If uh, if the Steelers or the Ravens are going to win. So, let's get to Kyla's pick. Alright, it's time for Kyla's pick. We're going to go left-handed Steelers. Stay. Kyla, stay. Right hand is Ravens. Kyla, ready? Come here. Oh, she went right to the left. She went right to the left hand, like, immediately. Hard left, so she's um, super confident in the Steelers. I don't don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with Kyla's take, but Kyla has spoken, and she said the Steelers. So, Steelers it is. Bet with caution. All right, moving on to Sunday night. The Dolphins and the Chargers. Dolphins are favored by three. The over-under is 52 and a half, um, which we will get to in a sec. The Finns lost to the Niners. They lost to the Niners last week. Um... Tua looked fine. I mean, he had two touchdowns. He also had two interceptions. It was the first game that he started that the Dolphins lost in. Um, but I mean, you can't you can't put that entirely on on Tua. He does have the highest passer rating in the league, and he is also um, on par to break a Dolphins record. Um, set by Dan Marino for, um, uh, QBR, uh, Marino's was 108.9 and he set that in 1984. So he could break that by the end, um, of this season. And another guy who can break a record, um, potentially on Sunday night would be Tyreek Hill, which there's like a 99.99999% chance he is going to do that um, because he's just 11 yards away from breaking the Dolphins' single-season receiving yards record. Um, That was also set in 84. He leads the league in receiving yards. I mean, the, the Dolphins' offense is basically the polar opposite of the Ravens. They are a pass burst offense they have one of the fewest rushing yards in the league um and ironically enough the chargers who they are playing have even fewer rushing yards 
um, than the Dolphins, and they are both, like, bottom five. Chargers lost to the Raiders last week, and then the week before, they, like, squeaked by the Cardinals. Um, Again, not a big rushing offense. They have seven, or sorry, they have eight rushing touchdowns this entire season, and Austin Eckler has seven of them. So if they are anywhere near the red zone and they're running they're running a rush play and it's it's gonna go to it's gonna go to Eckler. Um he also has five receiving touchdowns. So Eckler is really the main guy um for the Chargers who have a horrible rush defense, which doesn't mean too much whenever the Dolphins don't rush the ball. So that kind of balances out. But um, they do have a pretty good pass defense. So with the Dolphins being a passing offense against a pretty good passing defense, and then you've got the Chargers, which are a pass-first offense, against the Dolphins, who do have a pretty good pass defense. Um, that's why I think this is a surefire under. Um, 52 and a half is high real high. Um, I don't think there's, I, I really cannot see this game getting to 52 and a half. Um, just given the way these teams are, they have one way offenses in that they don't distribute between the rush and the pass very evenly. Um, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure why the Dolphins were only favored by three. Um, I really think that this could be a 7-10 point game um, in the Dolphins' favor, but I would for sure hammer the under uh, in this one. And those are our Sunday games. Thank y'all for tuning in. Back here same time next week. See ya.